at some point, either you're going to die or someone that you love is going to die. And from that moment on, life will change forever. The minute you carry on dwelling on situations yeah. in your head where you're saying, this person's wronged me and he's done this and he's done that and you feel a certain type of way and you don't address it, yeah. problem will grow, yeah. problem will grow and it will carry on growing until it's going to get to a point where, boom. Whatever's not yet in my life that's destined to come into my life that will take away from my peace, keep it away or change it to something that will bring me peace. Fill up every part of your life with something that is productive in some way or another. Spending time with your family is productive. Three, two, one. Boom! That was a very good one. It was. Take three because Bendif can't get his intros and booms right. No, um, yeah. So like I said, the first 30 seconds is very important at the start of every single episode. Mm. And I feel like our intros, we should improve. But I feel like there will come a time where we actually have an intro. An intro in terms of what we say. And in terms of what we can see on the screen as well. Is that a little bit of spice? Yeah, we're giving them a little something because it's coming coming very soon. That is coming very, very soon, courtesy of Neymar's uh, artwork. Yeah. (laughs) Not that soon. There's a bit of a difference now, I think. There is a little bit of a difference today. Now, I think the first thing that you guys can see is I have no iPad in front of me. And that is because on the left-hand side, we have somebody who's going to take charge of this episode today. Take charge? Yes. Take complete charge of the episode (laughs) today. And what he'll be doing today... So you're basically taking charge? No, no, you're taking (laughs) charge. You know what? I've actually realised that. You know, in every single one of our episodes, you speak more than me. I I speak more than you. Yeah, I just ask the questions. Really? Yeah. Interesting. And I I don't usually take the backseat on things. Huh? Yeah, I don't usually take <laughs> okay, the backseat on things. Well, this is why I have the laptop in front of me today. Because every single time we come up with a reel as well. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, look, like yesterday when you sent it on Telegram. Yeah. By the way, guys, after every episode, what we do is we go through it, make sure we clip out like all the reels that we want. Mm-hmm. To be fair, Bendif does all the, all the reels. I just, I watch it and I forget. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh crap, I'm supposed to do the reels, but I've watched it. Yeah. Um, and then yesterday, you sent all the reels, and it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, the yeah. flip is going on. Because I don't say anything of value right now, and I think I need to. Nah, do you know what it is? It's because when you watch yourself back, you probably think, oh, nah. Because if I watched the stuff that I watch of me, I don't think it's real worthy yeah. until you clip it out and it's like, oh, that yeah. might be real worthy. Yeah. So don't worry. This time I'll uh, keep an eye out. He just patted my back um, for anybody that's listening on Spotify (laughs) and for anybody that's listening on um, Apple Podcasts. Also, by the way, if you haven't already, please do join us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And also, there is something that we haven't done in a very long time, and that is we look straight into the camera and say, please subscribe. (laughs) Please, man, come on. You know, we like nearly 300 subscribers. We nearly have 300 people that constantly watch us. That is pretty sick. I... I've kept myself so distant from the data. Why? I don't know. I'm just so like let's get let's pump content out and see where it where it goes. But like, I think with anything that you do, you can't do it without thinking about long term and thinking yeah. about how do you measure success? Consistency for the time being. Okay, Keep interesting. Pumping, 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 and see what happens. I'm going to try and stop myself from saying two words, interesting and crazy, because I say that all the time. So I've already notice. said it, and I'm not going to try to say it again. One thing I've noticed about <laughs> watching yourself back is, yeah. I think I've mentioned this before, but 
you pick up on small mannerisms like um, the way you sit, the way the things you say a lot. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm guessing you realize that from just watching it back. I touch my face a lot. I say interesting and crazy. But you said that from episode one. I touch yeah. my beard. I touch my. I have nothing there, but that is <laughs> quite <laughs> the few things that I do. Anyway. Anyway. Bendif. Mm-hmm. Um, how has your last week been? Anything stand out? Anything interesting? Um, I have been. Yeah. So. It's been a good week. It's been an alright week. Better than last week. I've been, like I said, last week I was recovering from rejection. <laughs> Which we're going to talk about in a little bit more depth today. Okay. But yeah. Because I think that's one of the things that we need to highlight. The fact that we need to go into more depth. Yes. Um, but yeah, so I've just been recovering from the rejection. Of How was that, by the way? Because remember we said, we had this thing of, um, I think you said in 72 hours, you yeah. start to feel better. How was that? Have you been feeling better about it? 100%. Do you care? Um, I told you my uh, my self confidence decreased quite a lot after the took a hit. Yeah, it did take a little bit of a hit. Mm. But then after that, um, my self confidence came back. I was like, you know what? I need to realize. Yeah, sometimes things in life they're there for a reason to put you down a, a few pegs. And to be fair, I think I needed it <coughs> because I was getting a bit too big for my boots. Yeah. Um, and then now you just restructure, reframe yeah. yourself, and then just the go for the what you want. Does it still hurt? No. At all? No. Zero. Zero. Isn't it crazy then? Yeah. Like, you've gone from something to affect you so much to not caring about it completely. Yeah. Because I think if you dwell on something for too long, then there's no progress. I feel like, yeah, that's true. But sometimes there's certain things that you can't not dwell about. There's certain, and we'll speak about it, but like there's certain things that can happen in your life where it's like, Yo, even if I want to not dwell about this, mm-hmm. I just physically, my mind doesn't stop taking me there. Um, so yeah, but anyway, we'll, we'll speak about that a bit more. Um, but I just wanted to say, um, last week, after last week's episode, by the way, that's like, I think one of the best received episodes so far, where we spoke about um, like trauma, um, just things of that sort of uh, nature. A lot of people like messaged me saying like really good podcast, um, felt like it resonated with me more. Um, <clears throat> and off the back of that, someone messaged me and you know, there was a part where I was speaking about, I feel like I've come to a stage in my life where nothing seems exciting. Yeah, I've kind of done all these cool things that you're supposed to do in life. So it's like, okay, well, what else is there to, to look forward to? Yeah. And they sent me a message, <coughs> very nice message. Um, and they sent me a book called The Defining Decade. Okay. Um, which is essentially taking charge of your 20s. Okay. Um, and the reason why I wanted to bring this up was because it resonated me w- with me a lot. Because one of my biggest fears is coasting. Do you know what coasting is? Yeah, so just on a wave basically and... Exactly. Progressing anywhere. Exactly. So it's like you're in an ocean, you're on a boat Mm -hmm. and the waves are just smacking you left, right and center and you have no control and you're not doing anything to direct where you're going. Mm -hmm. And as time goes by, you just end up in a place where it's like, whoa, I couldn't, like I'm not happy with where I am. Yeah. There's this thing where if an airport departs from, I don't know, New York and heads towards one direction 
if it tilts very slightly, by the end of the journey, it's in two different, two completely different destinations. So what that goes to show is, if you just like fall out by a little bit and you do that over a yeah. constant period of time, yeah. you can end up in somewhere completely different to where you want to, to where be. you want to be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I mentioned that because, what do you think of your twenties? Like I'm at the early part of my twenties. You're at the early part, but like, do you think about? where you want to be by the end of your 20s? I do see the importance of it. Yeah. Because um, maybe that's that's because of people who've surpassed their 20s and everybody says the same thing. Yeah. Um, and like I say, I think the main important thing is to learn from people who have experienced what you're about to experience. Yeah. And 20 to 30 is where you should take the most risks that you've ever taken in your life. Okay. Yeah. That's the main thing that I would say because... Okay. After 30, you have less energy. Mm-hmm. When you're in your 20s, you have more energy. Yeah. And if you don't give yourself the biggest chance possible to be able to get what you want from life yeah. within those years, yeah. I think you'll regret it after. Yeah, I think everyone everyone wants to be in their 20s. Um, I think in the book it mentioned like teens... They want to be in their twenties, like they act like they're in their twenties. Yeah. People that are in their thirties and forties act like they want to be, act like, you know, they want to be in their twenties as well. So it's like this thing. Um, but one interesting thing about what the book mentioned is there's a danger to that way mm-hmm. of thinking, because we're in this society now where your twenties do whatever the heck you want. You don't have a job, it's fine. You're, you're finding yourself, and mm-hmm. It is true because even for me, like I've <coughs> I've definitely found more of myself over the last few years compared to all the previous years before that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason why I mentioned this is it even said, you know, when you go on, this is literally from the book, when you go on a date in your 20s, in your mind you're thinking, oh, is this the one? Okay. When you go on your date in your 30s, the first date you're thinking, okay, how you start calculating how long it will take for you to get married, have kids, and so on and so on. And there's also another thing it mentioned where it says, um, you know, when you have like a spotty resume, you have gaps in yeah. there. In your 20s, it's like, oh, I'm finding myself. But in your 30s, it kind of becomes embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you should have found yourself by then. It's... I don't want to put like a hard So what time. are you getting at here? What I'm getting at is this notion of your 20s being completely do whatever the heck you want, find yourself, don't worry about working, don't worry about building, don't worry about um, becoming better is quite scary. And so I, I'm, the reason why I bring this up is because I just think when it goes back to the podcast I think we did a week or two ago mm-hmm. where it's important to um set goals because by the end of it from 20 to 29 you're just coasting and you look Mm. back you're like oh i should have done this different i should have done this differently okay i agree and i disagree Mm. i think risks like i said should be taken within the 20s yeah um however the notion of finding yourself and technically being unproductive i disagree with Mm. and uh, given the excuse but of how you do you wh- where's, th- where's the line how do you draw the line like how do you know you're 
finding yourself and you're just I think if you're doing what you're passionate about <coughs> you're finding yourself mm. or you're trying to find your passion you're, and you're following your dream yeah. that you've had for X amount of years yeah. then I think then that, that's something that for example I'll give you an example first I'm in my 20s this is something I've always wanted to do and I was actually reflecting about this mm-hmm. and the reason why I wanted to do this in the first place yeah. I was talking to my missus about this as well actually this time I actually s- <laughs> <laughs> not me <laughs> yeah. but um, yeah I was saying so with regards to being on camera with regards to speaking on camera as well yeah. I looked at it and I was like why have I always wanted to do this because when I was younger I was so much more shy I was really? very shy no I know it's crazy to hear but you. I was very shy for those of you that don't know Bendif in public places this is one of the most confident people I know apparently <laughs> like that is apparently yeah but I was <coughs> I was very 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 shy and like this is throughout school and all, all the way up to I'd say year 11 I yeah. wasn't the most popular in school I was always the child that was on the outskirts that like people would make fun of, of like, for, but I, I didn't take it to heart in it. That was the one thing that I always commended myself about was the fact that I never took things to heart. And this goes to show one thing, and this is where we can relate to each other, where I've always had the notion of, I don't, don't care. care. <laughs> I love that. I um, love that. <laughs> but where this comes from now is I always wanted the feeling of being heard. Wow, that is powerful. Always. So do you think that comes from not yeah. being heard in school? So I, when I was reflecting about it and I was talking to my missus about this, oh my God. I was just saying it's crazy because it, like we've said, even last week we were discussing about yeah. childhood, trauma, and like why we are the way we are. Yeah. The way I am now comes from the fact that I was ostracized in school to a certain degree mm-hmm. where I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't the most popular child. I was always looking up to the, the popular kids um, that were getting the stuff that I wanted to get. For example, another one was I always used to look at like the PE leaders and they were so cool. When you say PE leaders, as in like teachers? Sports leaders. No, no, like the students that were oh, sports leaders. Oh, that were just very athletic. And I wish I had that. Yeah. Um, but I could, I, w- I was mediocre. Like I was in average in terms of sports and stuff like that. But that's where you got your prestigiousness mm. in school. Yeah. If you were athletic and if you were outspoken and so and I wasn't like that. Yeah. Do you think you also crave to be heard at home as well? No. So at home is different because I was always the most outspoken at home. But were you heard though? I was definitely heard, yeah. So because like I was the oldest. Okay. So it didn't come from home. It mm. came from outside of home. And my confidence, I was not very confident outside of home. Do you That's get what I'm saying? so interesting. Okay. At what point do you feel like you've been heard? Is it a thing where when you speak, people act upon what you say? Or is it a thing where people are just present and listening to what you're saying? I think the latter. So okay, people acting <laughs> upon what you say. Oh, uh, oh acting upon yeah. what you say rather than being present. I think that, that is influence. Mm. Rather than... Uh, both is very important. Yeah. However, I personally like action more than just like the that other way. That's crazy, you know. Um, coming to think of it, do I feel like I've been heard growing up and now? Um, I think growing up, no. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I don't feel like I, I don't feel like many people took what I said and actually believed or listened to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think, and then going again, going back in a couple of podcasts ago where maybe I used to just talk a lot of crap, yeah. <laughs> like talk too much. Um, but now I consciously take myself out of conversations that I know I won't add value in. Um, and so when I speak, it's like, I know I'm, I'm What are you talking about? Exactly. Yeah. So, so were you popular in school? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I was very popular. Okay. Like. <laughs> That's a bit cocky. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I was like, and I remember, so obviously year seven, you're in this completely new school. Yeah. You don't know a single person. I think it took me like a year to make a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in year eight, I don't know what happened, bro. Everyone just knew me. Yeah. Like I, I you have all the siblings that everybody knew. No. Okay. I built my own name. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, like. What were you known for? Because you know everyone's known for something. I'll tell you what I was known for. What? A big head. You had a big head? Yeah. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> like my head did, like I was very skinny and very short. Believe it you or not. You were short? Yeah. Believe it or not. Wow. That's mad. Nah. Mm. I don't know what I was known for. I think, um, I don't know. I, I, like, it just happened. Like, I just started becoming very well-known at school. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, like, so the reason why I've mentioned this is because year seven, no one knew me, no one looked at me, nothing. But then suddenly, like, all this attention was very uncomfortable at first um, because... Wait, why, why did you receive attention? Obviously, I know why, but are, are you going to say why? I, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to say why? I, I, I don't know why. Um, okay. But like, <clears throat> it was scary. It was just scary. Like, it was something that I was used to at home. But at school, it felt very foreign that people mm-hmm. cared and like wanted to spend time or speak to me. Yeah. I, like, I genuinely remember getting mad anxiety for the first time. That's crazy. In year eight, like, whoa, why? No, I don't want this. I'll tell you a funny story. But did you know it was anxiety? No, I didn't even know what the heck that was. This is bro. crazy, isn't it? You it's know, I didn't know what anxiety was until recent. somebody told me what it was. Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah I, I feel like I'm still learning about it. Yeah. I remember the first time I felt anxious. <clears throat> there was a girl at school and she told me she liked me. Okay. I had a heart attack. <laughs> I was so upset, bro. I was so sad. I was like, bro, imagine an, a 12, 11, 12 year old. Yeah. I'm just sitting there on my sofa yeah. <laughs> at night, just deep in life. Like, oh, yo, my life's over, bro. Like, I was so anxious. How did you react when you, when you heard I that? I was so scared, man. I was so scared. Like, well, I can just imagine it. I'm picturing it in front of my eyes. <laughs> like, imagine a small guy, 11, 12 years old, Yahya. Yeah. But he's, he's, He's sitting there and lying down there like he's a big man going yeah. for a heartbreak. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> like I just remember feeling so mash up. But yeah, um, it's just weird when you go through something for the first time. Yeah. Um, like your body, the way it responds. But over time, you just... It's, have you heard of exposure therapy? No. So I think it's like quite a common thing. CBT? Um, I don't know. Okay. I don't know if it falls under CBT. Okay. But like, let's say you go through a path that you used to go through when you were younger, like let's say you were abused. Um, if you hadn't gone through that path and you go back like 10 years later, 
your body might go, oh, this isn't yeah. safe, get out. But if you keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it, it just becomes like a numb Feeling. thing and a numb yeah. memory. Um, That's what it's called. I think it's under CBT. Cognitive really? behavioral therapy, where you go through the same feelings that you used to have mm. before. And then I think within CBT, um, just beforehand, <coughs> the therapist will say, give me your safe space, give me a safe place, describe mm. it for me. And then let's say you get a bit too uncomfortable within the conversation, <coughs> they'd relate it to the, um, to the safe space where they'd say, now think about your safe space and then that, that will calm you down. But mm. that, it, that's, that's mental still. What do you think about like that whole concept of exposure therapy? I think it works. Have you have yeah. you have you seen it work for you? Um yeah. Is it? It does work because you relive those feelings mm-hmm. and once you relive those feelings you're able to um comprehend why you felt the way you felt and how you overcome it. Yeah. And once you felt that way, that's where the growth comes where it's like okay, the big bad beast of this type of feeling, yeah. I won't feel again. Mm. You okay? So you you mentioned something I want to touch on, um, but I so I was I'm the type to sometimes avoid negative thoughts. Um, no, I'm similar. <laughs> or like negative experiences. Yeah. So like, let's say something happened and it really like messed with me. I. I would try my best not to think about it and mm-hmm. go about my daily life um, because if it's not being thought about, it's not a reality kind of thing. Um, but what I found happening was the more I was suppressing it, mm-hmm. it would come in my dreams where I have no control over it. So I started like looking into this like, yo, this is a bad memory. I don't want to think about it. Every time I think about it, my, my body just shuts down. Um, why is it coming in my dreams? Like, I'm not even thinking about it. And I spoke to someone about it. I was like, what's going on? And they were like, your body is trying to process what you're avoiding. You need to process it. So by your, your you seeing it in your dreams, mm-hmm. it's like, it's, it's kind of like that exposure therapy where it's, it's pushing it to you so you can deal with it mm-hmm. and then move on. Which mental. I, that is mental. That is crazy. Yeah. And I was because bro, ha, have you ever had the thing where your life's normal? You have a dream about something happened six months ago, a year ago, two years, three years ago. Yeah. And your mood's just like, nah. It just reminds you like you get pissed. But it's like you have to go through that. Oh, dreams are <laughs> <laughs> dreams are crazy. Bro, I've cut someone off because of a dream. You're joking. <laughs> okay, not that bad. But I just remember like having a dream of someone, I was like, are you mad? Do you believe in dreams? I think you have to. Why? Spiritually. Really? Yeah. I don't know, because I've heard people saying this a lot of, wass. There's dream interpretation, but I think it depends on so many different factors. Yeah, and I think, you know the thing with these things is no one can really, everyone's got their opinions. No Mm -hmm. one can really verify. Some people say, it's, it's it it can't be it's not a thing yeah others say it is and like they proper what happened in your dream what color was that what color was this and that but i think the black dog one actually does black like, dog yeah black dog chasing you yo what does that mean spirit is chasing you yeah what some devil no more of a spirit what's the difference 
I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but like the Black Dog <laughs> reference apparently is really, really strong. Bro, I've been getting chased by lions in my dreams. Like constantly. It's not like I have this dream and forget about it. The next day I'm getting chased by lions, bro. I'm and is this daily? It's very frequent. Now? Yeah. We need to talk off her. I'm getting chased, <laughs> bro. I'm like... And the, the weird thing is, like, people in my family are, like, keeping them as pets. But I'm running away from them. Yeah. Dream, in, <laughs> dream interpretation. Dream interpretation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is crazy. That is and I need to stop saying that word. That's very crazy, interesting, touch your beard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway... Um, you know, I feel really uncomfortable. I don't have an iPad in front of me. It is weird. I can't lie. Yeah. This, this change in dynamic is very odd. Odd, but it's fine. Do you want to have my laptop? No, no, it's fine. It's you fine. good? It's fine. Although I have a, like a mad urge right now, but it's okay. It's all right. We move. You know, what? there was one thing that I wanted to discuss here. Yeah, yeah. You know, we cater to the YouTube community a lot. Like, you guys are amazing. Um, but we don't cater to the Spotify and Apple <coughs> Podcast community. Mm. And there is quite a bit of them. Swear. Yeah. So you know more than me what's going on. So what I've started doing <laughs> is um, if you're watching, if you're listening to this on Spotify, especially on Spotify, um, there's a feature where you can comment within Spotify. Really? Yeah. So I've added that now. Nice. Like for example, um, two episodes ago now, um, where we spoke about who our role models are, I asked the question, "Who is your role model?" Mm. And you, what you can do now is literally just go underneath and just type who you oh, are. Yeah. I didn't know you could do that on Spotify. Can you do that on like songs as well? I don't know. If is you it can a do thing? That like, is that the you new can, Spotify? Yeah. Oh, mad. So it's like, this is really good. Interactions wise. Okay, Spotify peoples and YouTube peoples. Everyone, everyone listening to this, yeah. you now haven't got an excuse to not comment, except for Apple actually. Apple, Apple don't, don't do that yet, but the minute that does happen, I'm definitely going to use that. Fair. Cool. Um... So one of the things I wanted to speak about mm-hmm. um, was rejection. Oh no, rejection again. Yeah, we did that last week. Exactly. But I don't think we went deep enough. So today, we're going to bring that up again. And we are going to discuss handling rejection with a bit more depth. So I'll start off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, have you ever really, like, I can't. Have you ever really badly, crazily, madly wanted something that you didn't get? No. Really? Yeah. That is amazing. Although I did want to be a footballer and I did madly, crazily wanted to be a footballer. (laughs) (laughs) But Mm, that that doesn't count. Yeah, it doesn't really count. But no. Really? Yeah, surprisingly, I think God has protected me where everything that I've wanted that was good for me, I got. Okay, so I remember being in the exact same boat. Like, I just remember thinking, and this is scary, and we mentioned this, I think it might have been posted, it might not have been, this whole thing of cycles. Don't know why my voice just went like Adele there. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) cycles, when your life is really good, expect it to go down, and when it's really down, expect it to go up. And I remember being that situation where I was like, oh, I've pretty much had everything um and it's scary bro because i remember like after that 
I remember wanting something really, really, really badly. Mm -hmm. Like, never ever in my life have I felt like this. Yeah. And what do you do when you want something really badly? Pray for it. You pray for it. Yeah. You pray for it in like, like very hard. It's one yeah. of them where it's like, okay, I'm going to do it. You know when your your things are more likely to be accepted in certain cases? Yeah. Like after your prayers, yeah. raining, mm -hmm. um, last third of the night. Friday. Friday, yeah. last hour. Bro, I was doing everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bro, everything you yeah. can possibly imagine. <clears throat> and... I remember thinking, but I'm not getting it. Like, I phys I've physically exhausted all my resources mm -hmm. because it was something that no one could give me. Okay. It had to be something that had divine intervention. Okay. So, I think I understand what you're talking about, but go on. Yeah. You know what? I'd be surprised. Really? Uh, yeah, like I'd want I'd want you to say it so I can bleep it if it's. Is it? Uh, no. Okay. Um. So I really wanted it. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um. And bro, like. You know, having hope is so important. Because without hope, bro, it's a dangerous world. Um. That's when you can be depressed. That is when you can be depressed. But I realized something. And that thing is having too much hope is also scary. And you have to be balanced. But anyway, um, so this thing, I'm like, you know, constantly praying for it, praying for it, praying for it. And I'm just thinking like, it's not happening. And it leads me on to that whole thing of handling rejection okay for some reason even though i felt like it's not happening i continued to like pray for it like i just it, it wasn't a thing where oh this isn't working man allow it okay <laughs> can't do this did you end up getting it in the end so this is the thing it took me so long to realize that i got it oh wow okay like i was yeah Praying for it without, and I, and I definitely think it's obviously because of the prayers, um, but I had it. Like in retrospect, now I'm looking back, I'm like, whoa, it was there. It was given to you, but I just didn't notice it at the time. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, anyway, just like the whole thing of handling rejection, um, Sometimes you don't realize, like, you've actually been given the thing in a different way. Yeah. Even the whole charity thing you mentioned, mm -hmm. um, you might give charity and it comes back in a way that might not be financial. You said that. Within your family. Within, within your family or some other. So many different ways, yeah. Blessing. Um, but yeah, no, I just thought. You know, I've heard of a story, yeah. Mm. Of somebody who used to give in charity regularly, mm. whom him and his partner couldn't have kids, oh, and then was this. able to have kids because of it. Obviously, they, they attributed it to it because yeah. that was one of the th the acts that they used to do. 
um, secretly that no one knew about, mm. and that helped. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Obviously, we believe in divine intervention, like you said. Yeah, and we're so insignificant as humans. Mm. So, if you look at it from a different way, no matter what you can do, like you said, no matter what you can do, you ain't getting it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hundred percent. If God wants that to happen, then it's gonna happen. If God doesn't want it to happen, mate, you could climb up the mountain, Dan, whatever you want to do, <laughs> mate, it ain't happening. It's so true, bro. And <clears throat> there's a comforting thing about that. The fact that like if you're praying for something, you know, even if the whole world were to come together, and even in that example of having kids, mm-hmm. bro, you could go to the best doctor in the existence of humankind. Yeah. You ain't getting it. You're not getting it, bro. Now, let me ask you a different question. (coughs) This is going to make you think. Mm. Yeah. Have you ever had a time in your life where you've prayed very hard for something, you've got it, and you realize it wasn't good for you? Oh. I, when you say not good for you, I think... Well, you thought... It's not as great as I thought it was at the beginning. Um, I'll answer this in two ways. I have this constant thing where like my tongue is trained. The, the muscles in my tongue just say it. Um, and it's like, whatever's in my life that adds to my peace, keep it in my life. Whatever's not uh, in my life that takes away from my peace, take it away and replace it with something that brings me peace. Whatever's not yet in my life that's destined to come into my life that will take away from my peace, keep it away or change it to something that will bring me peace. No, actually, that, that it was those three. Yeah. Because I've come to realize, bro, peace is so important. Of course. Like, without peace... Money you can't can buy it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bro, if you have money and you're told, like, you've got cancer no m- amount of money in the world is going to make a difference. And you know how we were just talking just before the, the we started filming, yeah? Saying about my heart. Your heart? N- not genuinely, like, actually my heart, as in my soul. Yeah. Yeah. I am searching for that peace again. Again? That's a very yeah. interesting of word. Of course, because I think we've all experienced peace in some way. Oh, of course, like growing up, because yeah. you don't have these 100%. responsibilities and stuff, yeah. And that feeling of peace... Mm. <laughs> you can try whatever you want to try, my friend. It's so true, bro. And that's why I think spirituality is number one. But do you think... And that's where we, I think, clash on this. What do you mean? In terms of spirituality. Do you do you have... In terms of a peace now, mm. do you see spirituality being number one? Or do you think other things come on top of it? Define spirituality. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so spirituality, I think, is your connection with the creator. Yeah. Number one. Yeah. I if you don't have that, I don't think you can have peace. Peace because it's like there's so many things. There's more things that we're not in control with than we are. So it's like the things that you can't control, you have trust and you have good um what's the word? Good perception of God mm-hmm. for him to take care of it for you. Okay. I think that in itself is a very big part of peace. Okay. Now, you have 
that connection with the creator. Yeah. On its own. Yeah. But nothing else. Can you say our piece? Um, I, it's very hard to answer because I, f- I don't feel like I fathom that, like I can't fathom that reality where I have a crea- creation, I have a creation, <laughs> I suffer a lot. <laughs> I, ha- I have a connection, but I have nothing else. Like, I feel like I've been blessed. To Once have you have that, everything else comes. It's crazy, isn't it? But, but, yeah. I do think you can have, like, you see people, bro, like, people that are getting bombed, killed. Yeah. They're seeing their kids die in front of them, but they still have, like, a strong connection with God. And they, this is the thing I can't speak, because, like, is that peace? Do they feel like they're at peace? Maybe. Maybe because their belief is so strong, but maybe They have contentment. Okay, so contentment. Is that a goal that you work towards and once you're there, you're good? Or is that a state? That's a state. Yeah, you can't, it's not a goal. You can't just mm. reach contentment and that's it. Because mm. it fluctuates, yeah. it goes up and down. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think. You still haven't answered my question. Sorry, what was your question? <laughs> my question was um, okay, no, I didn't actually answer, uh, ask the question, the question yeah. that, that was following that. Um, you now have. I know you now need to give me the list of things that make you at peace that you think make you at peace. The things that make me at peace. Me, my family, my friends, and those that I love have good health. Okay. So what if I had bad health? Then genuinely, like... Don't make me cry, please. <laughs> um, bro, like, I can't... Bro, health is so important, man. Like, you're running away from the question. No, I'm, I'm, I'm coming back to it. Yeah. Um, anyone around me, if I ever hear something's happened to them, m- like, I kind of just... My mind just shuts. Mm-hmm. I just can't go into this thing where I don't want to... If it's, like, a small health problem, it's okay. fine. But if it's, like... Something that will affect you forever, or like let's say you've been hit by a car, God forbid, and something happened to you, and it means it impacts you forever. Um, that would be heartbreaking. Like I saw this video, I c- I keep seeing it on my um TikTok. There's this guy with Alzheimer's. He's an yeah. old guy, and his son looks after him, and he has conversations with him, and literally within minutes he forgets. He's like, "Who are you? Or oh, I'm your son, Dad." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine, bro. It, let's take a moment. Everyone here, me, yeah. you, and everyone listening, yeah? Imagine the amount of memories you've created with your parents, your brothers, your sisters, your family. Someone that you've, you know, gone through so much with, and then you can't even sit down and talk to them <coughs> about the most, like the deepest points in your life because they don't even know who you are. Like that is so deep and even though this person that i keep seeing on tiktok is not my friend not my family not someone i'm close with bro even that really impacts me so you can only imagine if that's impacting me what impact you having something on like someone in my family or my friends yeah blows my mind bro alzheimer's like Diseases are so broad. 
this is am- you can't even see it well you can like if you look at your brain and stuff but someone looking at you that's just one of many diseases so yeah to answer your question um peace health is number one um you know what honestly that's it i don't care about anything else and spirituality like i said i think because you can't have those and still um, yeah i I, yeah that's what i was gonna say those two yeah i think they go hand in hand because bro if you have those two you're good uh, maybe i'm speaking from a naive perspective and i'm not trying to undermine any struggle but i would rather be okay i'd rather be going through many other struggles that don't involve the compromise of health of people around me now this is where i look straight into the camera and everybody that's listening right now because i'm not gonna lie i do feel very emotional now i don't know why but um i do want to ask everybody now what makes you feel at peace it might be a list of things it might be one thing it might be two things it might be a list of things i really want to hear what makes you feel at peace and that's the title of the video oh i like that um and whilst you were saying that i just i was just thinking like what else adds to it and i think just having good relationships with people mm-hmm. so trying your best to always be respectful um i'm the type where if i notice something's off between us i would try initially to make it seem like it's nothing that's not good that is not good i'm telling you that is not good yeah trust me from somebody that knows it's not good why address issues firsthand thank you yeah don't let them dwell the minute you carry on dwelling on situations in your head where you're saying this person's wronged me and he's done this and he's done that and you feel a certain type of way and you don't address it problem will grow yeah problem will grow and it'll carry on growing until it's going to get to a point where boom i know that's not the start of the episode but (laughs) boom that's it the friendship is done yeah there's no coming back there is coming back and it will take it's harder and i think it takes seeing death between your eyes mm-hmm. either party yeah or just a different level of empathy where you're just like <sighs> let's try find a way to solve this <clears throat> even in marriages yeah like so the pod, one i was listening to a podcast where it was saying um the most successful friendships relationships are the ones that can have uncomfortable conversations rather than avoid them so you're definitely absolutely 100% correct address situations before they become a big thing but you said you don't i don't okay let me be clear my thing is benefit of the doubt okay so if i think you're being a bit weird by default to me it's i'm overthinking by default okay so i probably won't make anything out of it 
Yeah. But if it's continued and I feel like there's disrespect, then I, I would I would definitely address you. But okay. I'm saying that first... Ah, uh, no, it's nothing. I, I give the benefit of the doubt the first time it happens. But the moment you step out of line... Then you would... Then I would address you. I've seen this happen within this dynamic anyway. <laughs> yeah, like, you have to, bro, because... And it's not even a bad thing, bro. It's healthy. You have to do it. If you want to if you want to be stronger and um close you should be able to have these uncomfortable conversations. Interesting. Do you have uncomfortable conversations? <coughs> Do I have uncomfortable conversations? I always have uncomfortable conversations. I like having uncomfortable I'm talking about uncomfortable where your body feels hot, like you're anxious. Yeah, I, I, I told you the I learned it the hard way that when you don't What have was the lesson that it was like don't keep things in. Huh? Don't keep the, the main lesson that I've taken mm. from certain experiences is don't keep things in. Don't leave things to brew. Please don't. Yeah. Because the more it happens, the more you don't address it, the worse it gets in your head. Yeah. And when it does blow up, it's gonna blow up in both faces. Yeah. That is. But then again, you see it from a different way, and you're like, how do you address somebody? That never sees their faults, even if you do address. You them. don't. Okay. Very interesting. Me and and I said I'd answer it in two ways, but I didn't go to the other thing. I'm one where if you don't see your faults, mm -hmm. good for you. I'm not involved. I'm not gonna try and tell you this and that. Mm -hmm. You've disrespected me. I've addressed the disrespect, but that's it. And there's no need for us to hang out. There's no need for us to speak about anything yeah i'm distancing from you and that is how you protect your peace <laughs> your peace is a mad thing man honestly and it was crazy is we didn't even plan to speak about peace we didn't we did not it just happens um how, how long he looks like he's in peace right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, neighbor looks like He's in peace. Thank 50. you. Thank you for telling us. Thank oh, you. Okay. Is that including? Oh, I don't know why this Adele thing keeps happening. I think it's because you know when my voice was breaking in school. Yeah, yeah. the teacher would take tell me to read a section of my cement. Yeah, and I'd read, 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 and my voice would be like, eh. and Yay. it would constantly happen. It was the most embarrassing. Of my cement, yeah. Give me the two characters of my cement. Oh. No, 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 no. Don't do this. Two characters. Don't Two do main this. characters no, no. of my cement. Everybody's listening. Everybody's watching. Two characters of my cement. They're coming. But the reason why I didn't say the actual names. This is how he deflects. No, no, no. The reason why I didn't say the actual names yeah. is because. Um, oh, but you don't go to my uni. Murad and. What's the other guy's name? Amin. Yeah. So go on. Say the names. Okay. We're going to cut that part out. George uh, and Lenny. Well, don't do that now, no. Because now people are going to think you knew the answer. Actually, no, even that was... That's correct. George and Lenny. It is George and Lenny, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But it's normally... Oh, my God. Lenny and George. Wow. Did okay. you do uh, Lenny and George at school? Because yeah. they, they stopped it now. Am I some men? Yeah, yeah, yeah I did it. <laughs> some kid today was like... I was watching a video. He goes, I'm I'm very surprised, like, you y'all ain't able to read. Yeah. And then the girl was like, what are you talking about? Of course I can read. He goes, name me 10 books. Bro, I I read. 
I bugged. I said, okay, um, atomic habits. Like I'm just, I'm challenging myself. Yeah. I, I paused. I was like, hold on, this little Don can't do this to me. Yeah. I got atomic habits. Um, rich dad, poor dad. Um, what everybody is saying. Um, and I said a few more, and then I bugged. I was like, I can't do ten of my cement. Yeah. Like I started thinking <laughs> about school, flipping. What other book did you do? Little Miss. Huh? Did you do Animal Farm? I'm guessing you would have. No, I did the Inspector Calls. Ah, that's a good the, book. I had no idea what was going on for two years, bro. I don't know how I passed that. Inspector Calls is a good book. Yeah. In retrospect, I think I think it's a, a good one. We do want to discuss books, don't we? We do. And this is why I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, like key parts that I learned from the book that I'm currently reading, which is The Defining Decade. Mm-hmm. Um. But I do want to say, guys, please comment. Comment down below. Interact with us. Um, because this is why I'm doing podcasts, bro. I'm not yeah. doing it for clout or money or whatever. I just want a platform to speak and connect with people. So mm-hmm. like, even when I get DMs saying, read this book and gives me like, context about psychology and psychotherapy it's like yeah. I, ve- I like i really really value that so get commenting get commenting cool the final thing to touch on um i don't know if we have enough time we should be all right yeah is what you wanted to speak about which was mentality yeah, that is... Is that a big one? That is a huge one. Okay, that is a huge one. So we'll I think we can delve into mentality briefly and that will be the link for the next episode as well because it will go hand in hand. Um, we're in a new year. This oh, is yeah. This is 2023. This is 2023. Man. <laughs> is it not? He's being annoying. This is 2023. <laughs> no one can hear We're currently anyway. watching this and it's 2023. Yeah. And I think to prepare us, especially for the new year, yeah. right at the beginning, your mentality should change. Because I think at the end of every year, people usually like, they're winding down, winding down, winding down, winding down. And there needs to be a refresh. Mm. And now needs to be the refresh. And why I speak about mentality is because... Well, uh, to be fair, I was listening to something today and yesterday um, about an ex-professional footballer. But you're not going to know his name. Man, if Go on. No, if you don't know him, I'm just going to be like, wow. Jamie Carragher. Ben, if I will actually choke you, bro. Why? <laughs> you man said I don't know Jamie Carragher. You know who Jamie Carragher is? Yes. Who did he play for? Huh? huh? I'm joking. <laughs> Liverpool. Okay. Bro, I'm not that like off it, by the way. Okay, I don't good. know what oh, impression I've oh, created. Good. I thought you didn't know anything about football and that really does irk myself. I've been watching football. Get me. Okay, cool. So Jamie Carragher yeah, was on a podcast. Jeremy Carragher. Jamie Carragher was on a podcast this week. I heard it. And did you watch it? A bit. And he was discussing mentality. Uh-huh. And he was speaking about how at Liverpool, for example, there had to be a certain mentality, otherwise you're out. Mm. You couldn't last that long. Why? Because Liverpool as a club has the biggest history within um, the UK. No, it doesn't. United... Shout out my United it doesn't. peoples. Liverpool's number one. No, no, it's United. But yeah. Okay. So you've sent for my football knowledge. Yeah. And you've just made it. It's a not mistake. United. It is United. How many Champions Leagues do Liverpool have? I thought you meant Premier Leagues. How many Champions Leagues does Liverpool have? Uh, five. Six. Is it? Six. Oh, yeah, it's six now, isn't it? Yeah. 
Six Champions League titles. Now, why I say mentality at Liverpool Football Club is because of this. Yeah. They have the most active fans oh, yeah, yeah. in Man. probably the world. The atmosphere within Nuts. Anfield, Maza. if you fail, there is no way you're coming back up. Yeah. Because what he was saying was, and I find it really interesting, he said there were so many players that came into the club that started well. You can take this into work, you can take this into school. You start school... Uh, for example, whether it's sixth form or just before your A-levels or so on and so forth. Yeah. And you're doing well at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then your first mock comes mm-hmm. and you flop it. Now, the mentality is what makes somebody successful isn't how they deal with when things are doing well. Mm. It's how after you fail that mock. Yeah. How do you respond? How do you respond? Yeah. Same thing at Anfield. Yeah. Once the players were having a great time scoring goals, the minute they got injured or they had a bad game and the, the whole crowd was on them, mm. so many players weren't able to deal with that. And that's what separates the good from the great. Hashtag? Resilience. Spub me. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. That's, that's very true. Um, like that was literally the first thing that we spoke about um, on our podcasts. Um, but yeah, I think we should probably just summarize um, everything we've spoken about in this episode. Um, so from a time perspective, is there anything that you would recommend people that are listening going into the new year, how they should treat the most, one of the most valuable things, time? I learned this from somebody that I look up to who I think is an inspiration. And he said one thing to me and he said, fill up every part of your life with something that is productive in some way or another. Spending time with your family is productive. Yeah. Mm. Um, Sitting in front of a TV with a loved one is productive to a certain degree. Uh, going out for a walk on your own is very productive fill up every part of your life with something productive have a side passion Mm. Um, revise whatever it is fill up every part of your life with something productive yeah because sometimes doing nothing is productive yeah and once you have that your time will be productive that is buzz that is very true spot me again (sighs) don't know that's three spots guys that's a world perspective record that means we're onto something yeah um you know just randomly um i was watching a podcast and they were talking about euthanasia of old people um and i don't know for you me personally whenever i would hear death yeah like man that's that's long i'm like have you experienced death in your family? Um, my yeah, like my grandparents. Were you close? Um, I was quite young. Mm-hmm. The the more recent one, I wasn't close to, but I was a lot older, so okay. I can see like the effects that it has on yeah. family. Um, but I just started deep in it, bro. Like I was just in bed, dark, can't sleep, and I'm just lying down, and I'm moving my like body. I'm like, yo. There's going to come a time where I can't do this. Mm -hmm. Like I'm a person, I'm a being. And 
I can the way I fathom my reality involves my body, and like that's not gonna be a thing anymore. Yeah. So I just started really thinking about death and not thinking of it as something that's far, but for some reason, like I'm doing, like I'm having all these thoughts. Like, I tell you what, I tell you what sparked this. Actually, it was a tweet that said, "Between your twenty, between ages twenty and forty, you're gonna start seeing people that you love die, die," mm-hmm. and that just scared me, bro. Like, I just started thinking of it as. Uh, a reality and that's why I think if you're exposed to it younger it's better it builds up your resilience so much more I, I was exposed to it younger like my grandma who used to live with me she died when I was about five but I remember mm-hmm. her um, but you know how I mentioned one of the, the things that I'm really scared of is coasting mm-hmm. another thing that I'm scared is an understatement terrified of is the concept of infinity so when someone dies you will never spirituality aside in this world ever ever get to speak to them ever again yeah yeah why didn't me and that's why and, and i think the common thing about like health and death is if someone has a lifelong condition, it's there for ever. And that's my top two things that I'm horrified of. And it's scary because at some point, either you're going to die or someone that you love is going to die. And from that moment on, life will change forever. So I say that to say this. Spend as much time as you possibly can with the people that you love because that time is so limited and when that time is up there is absolutely no going back think of it as a blessing what you have right now and act upon it There's nothing for me to say. <laughs> On that note, there is nothing for me to say. Thank you for that, by the way. I think that served as a reminder for myself as well. It's crazy. And on that note... On that note... Guys, guys. have a lovely... Oh my God, I hit the mic again. Have a lovely... <laughs> big head. <laughs> start of the year. I hope you have a lovely year. Amazing year. And if you haven't already subscribed and like, please subscribe and like. And if you're listening to Spotify right now, please comment. And also, please just tell me, because I want some inspiration as well. Tell me what makes you feel at peace so that I can gain some inspiration as well. Please, guys, we're not just saying this. And on that note, until next time, more than ever, Take care of yourselves. Spend time with your family. Do it.